It is Sunday, January 13th, 2019, and you're right back here with me on Seriously. Hey guys, it's Lynn. I am so thankful, so blessed to have you join me again. Um, I have been MIA for the week, and I apologize profusely, but I think you will understand once I explain. Um, I got some pretty rough news at the beginning of the week, and I I started this podcast episode at least a half a dozen times, if not more, and I just couldn't find the right words. I couldn't overcome my pain, and I had a lot to work through. I had a lot to um, figure out. You see, someone who was very, very important in my earlier years, in my 20s actually, had passed away suddenly. I remember the moment that I got that message. I thought to myself, well, this is kind of a shitty way for my bestie to, you know, get me to call her. Because all the text message said was, hey, Bobby died. Now, if you've ever had someone in your life that was so just... Huge, just so important in a certain part of your life, it kind of takes the wind out of your sails. It kind of like pushes you for a second to where you're you're thinking to yourself, "Is this like a prank?" And I I truly felt like, okay, are you uh, want me to call you? Because if you are, this is kind of a shitty way to get me to call you. But. I soon realized that wasn't the deal. So I met, I replied to the message just that. I said, this is kind of a crappy way to get me to call you. And um, she said, no, it's the truth. Now for the days, hours, and minutes that followed... It was it was hard. It was hard. I always tell the kids that kind of the shitty part of getting old is losing people who mean so much to you or who were part of your life. Now you're probably wondering what was the big deal about this guy? Well, He was truly my first and only love until my love muffin now. He was the one who wouldn't take excuses from me. He was the one who always said, you want to do it? You can totally do it. Chase your dreams. Go for it. He was never afraid of a challenge. And he never backed down. He was somebody that would... He wasn't necessarily the life of the party. 
But when you were around him, he made you feel part of his life. The worst part about him was that he had some serious demons. So much so that he just couldn't outrun them. And it overtook his life. And it took his life from amazing to the very, very shitty depths that most don't ever want to go to. But he always had a kind word for his friends and those he cared about. And there wasn't anything that he couldn't do. And when I say that, I he was a professional bull rider. Um, he rodeoed. That was his career. He was pretty handy. There wasn't anything that he couldn't ride, horse or bovine. I can say that confidently, and I know there are many, many people who rodeoed with him back in the day who could who would say there was nothing that Skeletor couldn't cover. When I say cover, I mean ride. He was, you know, he was destined for amazing success. He could have been a household name, but those demons overtook him. For the first few years of our relationship, it was amazing. I mean, I was doing my thing. We kind of had that proverbial long-distance relationship. But he never made me feel like I was an afterthought. He'd call me from the road. He'd show up unexpected at my work. And he always made me feel like I was number one. I had no idea the validity of those demons until towards the end, and I mean the end of our relationship. The last couple years, it was on again, off again, on again, and are we off again? It was so confusing. In my, in my 20 age angst, I thought, I can fix him. If I just love him hard enough, if I just support him. No. Because he had a disease. Drugs and alcohol were these major demons that he could not outrun. And I remember when he came clean, I had no idea. Because he never did that stuff around me. He could keep it in check long enough to not intrude on our time together. And then he'd go out and go, and he was with certain people, and go on these benders. One of the last times that I saw him, right after we split up... I was so disgusted with him because I walked up to him at a rodeo before he was getting ready to get on his bull just to say hi. I wanted to keep it civil. Okay, who who are we kidding? I was, you know, 26 years old and still in love with the guy, so I was hoping for any chance. How about that? 
And when he turned around to say hello, I could tell that he was just wired for sound. And I don't mean he had too much caffeine. My heart broke. Because that's not the person, literally not the person that I had loved all those years. And it made me sick. I watched him make a hell of a ride. Then I watched him go back, change his out of his gear, and then go get stoned. And I was like, what? What the hell is going on with him? It was the car ride home with a friend of mine and her husband that made me decide, thinking heavily, that I could not be around somebody like that. I, no matter how much I loved them, no matter how much I supported them, I had to love myself first. That was pretty deep for a 25, 26-year-old female. Um, but I couldn't be pulled into that because I just didn't dig it. And that was one of the last times I saw or heard from him. I would run into him here and there, different rodeos. Then I started to hear that he was doing his own thing, that he had stopped rodeoing, that he'd hit hard times. And that broke my heart because he he was destined to be, like, one of the best. And I think that bummed me out even more. And I'm sure you guys have figured out now what what bothers me the most about people, whether I like them or not, is when they just say fuck it to their potential. When they do things to screw up their future because they're just not smart enough. And I don't necessarily know if old Skeletor wasn't, that was his nickname, wasn't smart enough or not. I think he was very smart. He was brilliant. Um, the conversations that we had, I mean, it, it wasn't just about rodeo. This guy could talk to you about anything. And he was very well read, though he didn't let people know that. But when I found out on Sunday that he had passed away, I, my heart just sank. I had feelings of, this can't be true. I literally was watching social media and thinking, he's going to pop up and say, no, you dumbasses. It's not me. It's this person. I'm still here. I'm still going. But those messages never came. What replaced those messages were just oodles and oodles of just amazing how great he was and memories. And it just, it just was awesome. Now, like I said, he had hit some hard times. And in the last probably 10 years, we had reconnected just as friends. He, he was a good man. But again, he just could not 
you know, I think for him, he felt like he wasn't good enough. Not that I ever did that to him, but he did that to himself. He was embarrassed, as he said one time, about how his life had turned out. That he didn't, this is not how it was supposed to be. I mean, are any of our lives the way it's supposed to be? We had some great conversations. We commiserated about the old times. And he would check in from time to time. One of the last conversations I had with him was brief. And I knew that he was not in the best of health. I did not know that he was as sick as he was. There were clues, but I think I just wanted to enjoy that friendship. Because first and foremost, we were buds, even when we were dating so, so many years ago, over 40 years ago, or 20 years ago. Jeez, I'm not that old. But, you know. And it was all apologetic. Apologizing for the way he treated me and apologizing for the way things turned out and apologizing for this and this and I and there to me there was no need to apologize and I kept telling him that he said he did I don't know if he knew I don't think he did that his time was coming to an end but I do know that for many of us who were friends with our lives were touched by who we got to spend those intimate times with party with Our lives were forever changed and now have a very huge void. Most remember him as this amazing bull rider. Great guy. I feel lucky that I knew him on a deeper level. He was someone with dreams and goals He loved his friends. And he loved what he did. I guess you could say there's a cautionary tale in all this. Because if you really want to think about it. When we don't take the time. To cultivate those relationships. To... Maybe to make men's, there's a bigger void left. While I mourn his passing, I celebrate the fact that I knew him. I celebrate the fact that I had so much of his time when I was younger. And 
so much that he taught me. I learned more about the rodeo industry and about livestock and bull riding and raising bulls than I could have ever learned anyplace else. And you know what's funny is I always thought that I would never ever meet someone like that. But I have somebody who is even more amazing. And I don't mean that in a bad way. But I believe that because of him, because of Bobby, without the bad, because, you know, there were some shit to deal with. But he taught me, he showed me exactly what it would be like to have someone care for you, to love you unconditionally, and to want to be around you. Never thought that I would have that again until now. So, I thank him for teaching me and showing me the way. That that's what it's supposed to be like. Now I'm so sorry to be depressing with this podcast. I um, You know me. I talk about real life, real shit, what's going on. And I just needed to process this all. Because I felt like I didn't deserve to mourn his passing. That's my shit to work out. But in the end, I'm thankful, like I said before, for him being in my life. And those seven years, I will always cherish. Always. I won't fixate, but I processed. And now I can celebrate my hope is for you that if you ever have someone in your life whether it's been in the immediate or after that no matter what happened you can celebrate the time that they were in your life and reflect on the lessons that you gained from that time. There's a lot in my life that is a direct effect because of him, and I will be forever grateful. He was a great guy, a really good friend. So, wherever you are tonight, Old Bobby Kilgore, I hope you're finally at peace. No more pain. No more stress. And you're living out your gold buckle dreams. All right, guys. Thank you for indulging me. 
on this kind of memory lane of my friend and dear one, Bobby Kilgore. I hope that you have someone or someone's that impact your life and leave these amazing imprints much like he has. While I hate getting older, not because of the gray hair, but because of the loss, I also celebrate and cherish those times and those memories and will do everything I can to honor his memory. All right, guys, I'll see you back here tomorrow. Start of another week. Holy cats. January is almost done. But it just means it's a new beginning. All right, my loves. I'll see you here again. Bye-bye.